The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Pull that mic down towards you there. Pull it down. There you go. That's I feel it. like I'm on the sports radio here. The fan, 660. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and having any illusion of online privacy just crushed into a thousand little pieces, all of them for sale. <laughs> I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosa. On this week's show, we got tech news and tech blues. But first, news. News, yeah, but, but before we get into news, baseball season started. That's true. Yeah. It's baseball and, season. And the, the, you were telling me about this guy, uh, Syndergaard with the Mets. What'd you call him? Thor's Blister. Yeah, Thor's Cinder- blister? Yeah, Syndergaard had a blister on his finger. Oh, my go God. I like that. Thor's blister. That's a real punk name. Thor's you know, blister. I'm wielding like that. that hammer, too. Yes, to rock us all. Yes. I'm just like, these guys get taken out for a blister. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Kind of wussies. <laughs> it's baseball. Come on. You got old ladies walking up and down Broadway that got blisters. Mm-hmm. You know, they ain't like taken out of the game. Seriously not. Blister boy. Well, well, let's hope the Mets have a good season. I know you are in a mixed marriage with the I Mets am. Yankees. Yes, and I Yes, I am. How are the Yankees uh, forecast for the I season? I haven't even. I've been so out of baseball after the uh, entire like steroid thing that I don't even watch baseball anymore. Wow. I watched uh, I watched uh, the WBC though. Yeah, well, that, that's where you really see the creme yeah, de la creme, exactly. right? Exactly, and you know it's fun. They're doing it for passion. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they love baseball. So I kind of yeah. dig that vibe. That's why I always prefer Olympic hockey. Yes, I love Olympic style hockey. It's beautiful. So not that pro stuff where they're just skating around for dollars. Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. Love it a game. Love it a game. Yeah. You know, we've lost a lot of that, I think. Yes, we have. But we found some news. News. Amazon not content to sell you pretty much uh, everything and anything online, offline, or at the touch of a button has now launched its own kind of currency to help you shop with the company, uh, even if you don't have a bank card. Wait a second. Well, they're basically here. taking regular currency and converting it into Amazon friendly credits. Oh, okay. So it works like this it's known as Amazon Cash. Not Johnny Cash, Not Amazon Johnny. Cash. <laughs> Amazon Cash. And it, uh, what you basically do is you set up an Amazon account if yeah. you don't have one already. Right. Then you go to Amazon.com slash cash on the web and click this button they have on there. It says get a barcode. So you do that. Okay. And uh, you get this barcode. You can either print it out from your screen or you get it as a text message. So you got your barcode, and then you go into a participating retailer like CVS Pharmacy, Speedway, uh, Sheets, the uh, oddly spelled come and go convenience stores popular in the Midwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a couple. We'll just of, leave that one. Yes, or a couple of uh, assorted grocery stores that are working with Amazon on this. And so you go into one of these stores, you show the store cashier the barcode that you have. And you say, I want to put $50, $100, whatever, in my Amazon account. And so they use this barcode, and from the cash register, they credit your account with the amount of money that you want to put on there. And you pay the cashier instead of having a credit card or debit card on file with Amazon. You're just doing a cash transaction here through a third party. And so once you do that, uh, they credit your online balance, and off you go. You can add uh, between $15 and $500 in a single Amazon cash transaction and I guess maybe it takes fewer steps than going to a store, uh, paying for an Amazon gift card there, taking it home, cat, you know, cashing it in on the website, and uh, then redeeming the credits on your phone to buy things there. <laughs> You're still stopped at the, at the come and go, aren't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, I've, I've, my 12-year-old self got past that. But yeah, why would I want to do this instead of just pulling out cash from my wallet? 
I'm going to the store. I'm yeah. at CVS. But you want to buy things on Amazon, but you don't want Amazon to have your credit card on file, or maybe you don't have a credit card for them to put on file. <laughs> so you make your account anyway. You have them send you a barcode. You go into CVS oh, and say, wow. hey, CVS, I want to put $100 in my Amazon account for online credit so I can buy beautiful and lovely things. And CVS says, okay, show me your barcode. You give them the money. They plug up that barcode with the credit that you uh, gave mm. in, in the cash. And then you look in your Amazon account balancing out $100 in there. I can't be the only one that thinks that this is Insanely overcomplicated. It's a little. It involves going to another store, yes. and and some people say, "Well, I'm, I could just buy an Amazon gift card with cash right. at Douane Rade or Walgreens or wherever." Right, exactly. And same thing, actually. Yeah, I guess they, the one owns the other. Yeah, and just buy this card with cash and then go through and scrape off the number and punch it. You can do it that way too, but I guess uh, not everyone Amazon does sell gift cards, right? Yeah, of they, course they, they do. Yeah, the yeah. Sheesh, so they so sure maybe they, they this is just another way or or maybe these third party companies that are cashing in your barcode get a little something. Maybe they get the incentive to have you buy stuff in their store a too. A little taste, a little taste. Yeah, so while I'm while I'm in the CVS getting hostess my barcode fruit pie. thing. Hostess fruit yeah, pie. I got a hostess fruit pie, get me a bottle of Mountain Dew. Nice. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. So my brain hurts. So well, this has made my brain hurt. Well, this is Amazon's idea of cash. Okay. So, uh, okay. If you ever find I'm, yourself, uh, I'm still trying to work my brain around the fact that they're opening brick and mortar stores. Yeah. They and went far and away to destroy them. Yes. And now they're opening their own. Well, they had to destroy the other stores so they could have their own rise. Wow, in place. that's very, very true. Very yeah. True. So, so that's what Amazon's been up to. I'm uh, gonna stick to the green paper in my in my. You really like your right little now. little yeah. green pieces of paper yeah. with the dead white guys on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. You know those are those are usually pretty well accepted just yes, about everywhere. Just about everywhere. Yeah. Now, uh, Samsung uh, formally unveiled the Galaxy S8 phone last week after we recorded, so we didn't really talk about it then. Yeah, that's all right. But uh, we knew it was coming. We talked course, about it a couple of weeks before, it. and the blogs are already buzzing about the features and uh, which ones Apple should copy for the next iPhone. Ouch. Macworld is all over this. Oh, look, Samsung's got all this cool stuff. Let's see if Apple can get that in the new iPhone. Ouchie. Uh, Macworld cited five things they thought would look really nice on uh, Apple's phone, uh, including ditching the bezel for an edgeless screen, which okay. the S8 does. Yeah. The move of the physical home button to a haptic feedback on the display. So, mm. And that's been rumored before, losing right. the home button. Right. They also thought uh, facial recognition to unlock said phone. Yeah, I'm not cool. Iris and uh, yeah. face points. No. There we go. Uh, a Siri upgrade, so the software gets commands in context, like Samsung's Bixby thing does. They liked Bixby? They liked Bixby. All I right. guess Bixby's got some some nuance and powers that Siri is just a little too obtuse in her programming to oh, leave Siri wrap her alone. little electronic brain around. Oh, Maybe she's getting an upgrade this fall, too. We don't know. Sheesh. Or she married Bixby. Could oh, she be true. Sixby? Who knows? Um, <laughs> Have little six Bs. Yes. And uh, and the other thing Macworld thought that Apple should maybe borrow is the augmented reality features that Samsung has put into the new camera. We can take a picture of something, get information about it, or get overlays. Uh, I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah. As, as we've talked before, I'm, I'm more of a fan of augmented than virtual in the reality department. But don't you think it's a little insulting that these magazines are telling another company to steal this other yeah. product's best features instead of just telling people, why don't you buy this? It's a cool yeah. phone. I think it's kind of like, yeah. That's well, pretty nasty. It was a Mac-based magazine, so maybe they were just like kind of doing a little fantasy football team Still, here. About, a dirty pool. Yeah, or or Apple could turn around and say, well, we were going to do these all anyway, and Samsung right. just be to it. So. In your face. Yeah, because basically those two have been passing features back and forth for yeah. years as the lawsuits attest to. Important question, do they blow up in your pants? 
Uh, I have not heard of any S8 uh, implosions yet. I don't think it's quite for sale uh, in stores oh, okay, yet. They've announced enough. it. Uh, it has not rolled out. So how do they know about all these cool features? They got the yeah, They saw the editions? demo models. Yeah, oh, and they, yeah. they had a press announcement, and, and Samsung did kind of say, here's all the things that are in it. Uh, in terms of pants explosions, oh, phone-related pants explosions, uh, those uh, <laughs> are yet to come. <laughs> greatest sentence you've ever uttered on this show. <laughs> pants-related explosions. Yes. Got to be careful these days. That's yeah, true. Very true. Um, and uh, the Galaxy S8 does have plenty of features to get your attention, and even Microsoft is getting in on the action. Last week, that company announced it will be selling Microsoft Edition versions of the Samsung Galaxy S8 in its Microsoft retail stores starting April 21st. Well, hold on a second. They're going to be Windows phones on the S8? Android's phone, Android phones for sale on a Microsoft store. Oh, okay. So what about the Windows platform? I think it's it's kind of it's kind of idling and maybe first gear for a while. They did a, a Lumia not too many years ago, right? But I think it's well, they had all that up and down with not we we bought the phone ago. division, then we're not going to do mobile. Yeah, it's so. Wow, but yeah, the only man. place you really see Microsoft phones are on TV shows. So Windows, uh, rather Microsoft stores are going to sell. Samsung Android phones. Yes. Samsung Galaxy Android phones. Yes, but here's here's the kick of what makes them Microsoft Edition phones. Okay. Basically, you go into Microsoft retail store, say, I'm going to buy me this handsome Samsung Galaxy S8. Do, 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 do. You got to uh, unbox the phone in the store, get on Microsoft Store Wi-Fi, and automatically load up that phone with Microsoft apps for Android, including Office, OneDrive, Cortana, Outlook, and the other stuff that Microsoft makes for mobile. And then it becomes sort of the Microsoft edition because you have blessed this phone with all of Microsoft software. I think it may be aimed at, at in, in huge Windows enthusiasts, people who have a complete fidelity to Microsoft products or business people who are going to need to have Office and Outlook anyway. So you walk into the store. Yeah. Man and walks into a store. Man walks into a store. Says, hey, I'm going to buy an Android phone in a uh, Microsoft store. As long as it doesn't blow up in my pants, yeah. I want this phone. Yeah. But you have to stand in the store. Log on to the Microsoft Store Wi-Fi. I'm sure there's a sales assistant helping you. With I'm this. sure there is. What color shirts do they wear? They wear I'm not like sure what color. color shirts, right? Everything's always kind of blue yeah, and, and tech true. stuff. And then you download all these apps. Yeah, they they probably got a a preloaded set of apps that once you get on the Microsoft network, it says, "Hey, it's a new phone. I'm going to activate you." Boom! Here's all this software. Wowzers. Wow. Yes. wow. So, I don't know why that's blowing my mind, but it's blowing my mind. Yeah, th- this was how it was described, I believe, to Mary Joe Foley of ZDNet, who has been covering Microsoft forever and knows them. And I think actually had to ask a uh, representative, well, what exactly is a Microsoft Edition phone? And this was the answer that she was able to suss out. Uh, these Microsoft Edition devices will sell for uh, unsubsidized about uh, $750 or $850, uh, respectively, for the S8 or the S8 Edge so, so not really super cheap there no, either. definitely not cheap. But it's a very nice phone. It's a nice phone. You, you load it up with some Microsoft bloatware and off you go. Wow. Are you blowing my mind with the, with this the is, news today? This, this, is the, uh, this is what's on the internet. Wowzers. Uh, now, Apple has finally come around to admitting that the vacuum canister design of its 2013 Mac Pro desktop machine maybe wasn't the most um, expandable. Yeah. Is, Kinda, is, is sucked a bad word? Uh, I, I think it, yeah, I think you can get away with that on the clean it. tag. Yeah, uh, that design sucked. Yeah, it, it did not leave uh, a lot of graphic design uh, and photo video professionals room to grow. 
So they've kind of admitted this. They had this tiny little press event where I don't think they invited a lot of the big major international news organizations, but they had a collection of sort of smaller and on online. That's why we weren't there because we're huge. Yes. Uh, of course, yeah. we're huge. Yeah, so you were too huge. big to go to this thing. Huge. So so they, they had a little sit down and they said, well, yeah, it, it kind of didn't didn't really take off the way we wanted and it maybe sucked. we could have designed it differently. It they did announce a minor processor refresh for that version though. But they kept the design. Yeah, they kept the cancer design, okay. but what they said was yeah, even though this tubular one really didn't work, we're going to make this Mac Pro what our professional users really need. Thank you. Yes. Ability That's to upgrade, put in more stuff. That's why I've been waiting. Honestly, I haven't upgraded I, at first, I wanted the uh, the iMac. Yeah. Then I realized I really love jamming stuff into my computer. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm And you waiting. miss those silver ones where you could just pop open the door and yeah. put in all kinds of boards and cards exactly. and things. I'm stuck on El Capitan with my Mac Pro. Yeah. So, so, so the good news is that they are uh, going to redesign the Mac Pro, and it should be a little more friendly to those who like to shove stuff inside their machines. Yes, I do. The bad news is that it's not going to be ready this year. They, they okay. did this little minor processor bump for the current tubular one. The new one, the new redesigned one, probably sometime after 2017. Uh, but the other good news is they are going to do an iMac refresh at some point this year. Yay! So All desktop right. users are not going to be totally forsaken, but if you wanted the big roaring thunder of the Mac Pro, gotta wait. Man, I, that's a tough call, though. Because yeah. those iMacs are pretty. They really got are them real pretty. nice screens. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, so, so well, something to ponder, you know, because nothing's out yet, and they'll probably do the, the iMac thing later this year. I might ruminate a little, too. Yeah, r- ruminate, germinate, pontificate. Mull. I might mull. Yeah. Okay. All right, so so you have plenty to do uh, over there. <laughs> now, uh, we like rockets here at PopTech Jam, in rockets. case you hadn't noticed. So, yes. so naturally, we were interested uh, when we heard that Facebook is testing a new rocket icon with some users. Uh, alas, the new rocket does not beam you right into NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab or start a video chat with the International Space Station. Instead, if you happen to have a version of the Facebook mobile app with the rocket icon, you tap that. It shows you an alternate feed of stories and posts that things you may like based on pages you haven't liked yet. So it's sort of kind of the, hey, in a perfect world, you could, you know, like all these stories too. And here's some things based on all of your uh, user and browsing history that we thought you might want to look at. So tap here and here's your alternate news feed. You know, you know what I really hated on Star Trek and uh, in comic books in general too? When they did the like multiverses and oh yeah, Earth One, Earth Two, and you know like Spock, Bizarro World, Spock yeah. with the with the goatee. You didn't like Mirror Mirror. I didn't like Mirror Mirror. I didn't. Although I did like Sulu. Yeah, Sulu was badass. Yeah, shirt off. Dude had a sword. Oh yes, man, that was badass. But no, I mean it just makes my brain hurt. This makes my brain hurt. Yes. So uh, this whole new your whole news segment has blown my mind. I, I did not do this intentionally. This is well, just what's out what? there this week. I it's think is Mercury in retrograde. I think it might be. I, it might be whatever it's doing. To, it's like blowing my mind. Yes. Yeah, well, well, zany. It, it's probably not going to get any better <laughs> by the time we get to the All end right. either. I'm holding on tight. Yes. Yeah. Grip, grip the edge of that table. Oh, um, boy. Moving on. Okay. Uh, several companies, including Coca Cola, Procter and Gamble, and Walmart recently yanked their ads from YouTube after finding Google's algorithms randomly placed uh, their content next to racist, terrorist, and anti-Semitic videos. Don't! Yeah, not, not really happy there with yeah. that uh, juxtaposition. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, and so Google is now working to teach its software some sort of delicate nuance about where ads should go. 
Clips spouting uh, hate and discrimination now don't get ads at all, and Google has simplified the way advertisers can exclude their advertisements from specific sites, channels, and videos across the display network. So they're trying to get the software to do it naturally, but they've given the advertisers, like, you don't want to be next to this particular video, you can shut that down. Yeah, that that was kind of a big flap, and that was another thing that kind of happened after we recorded last yeah, week. Is yeah, all these yeah, people yeah. got really mad because they didn't want to be next to the KKK videos. So. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, you know, and I guess Who it depends on the product, it? but a lot of people were like, nope, nope, yep. nope, 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 don't want, no want. Yes. Well, here, here's a happy one for you. Uh, no if you boy, have no. uh, Spotify Premium, I uh, I think I do. Yes. Wait. Do I? Yes, I think I do. Yes, if you pay for Spotify Premium, uh, you'll soon be getting a little extra bang for your buck thanks to a new licensing agreement from Universal Music Group. Okay. Spotify Premium users will get to listen to some new albums two weeks before regular Spotify users will be able to hear them. So you get like the special two-week members-only early preview kind of thing. VIP Velvet Rope action. Yeah, there you go. Nice. I'm with the cool kids. There you go. So if if you have the the premium thing there and you have any artists you like on Universal Music Group, uh, Mm -hmm. this could be a good thing for you. Cool. Verizon. We haven't talked about the Verizon-Yahoo deal in a while. Yes. When Verizon completes its deal for Yahoo and adds to the internet portfolio along with the previously acquired AOL... The two purchase companies will get a new name. Get out of here. What are they calling it? Yahoo Plus AOL will be known as Oath. Oath. <laughs> O-A-T-H. <laughs> Among other things, it allows the marketing department to start posting take the oath hashtags across oh, social media. Jeez, have they started already? Uh, I think a few of them have. All right. Uh, you, you've made, you're, you have, compl- you're pulling my leg. No. This is a made up oath. story. Oath. It's going to be called Oath. Oh, Yes, which, uh, wasn't that a horror movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the, the oath, uh, when when this does happen, <sighs> Marissa Mayer, the CEO of the security hole formerly known as Yahoo, will not be taking the oath. <laughs> yeah, she, she is, pulled that ripcord. <laughs> yeah, she was like, eject. Yeah. Um, I, well, I think the, her ripcord may have been pulled oh, for yeah, her, exactly. but yeah, she, she's Let not Let me get that for around. you, Marissa. Yeah, oh, dear. Boom. see you later. There you go. Yeah, the, 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 so she, she's uh, moving on from there, but... Who focus grouped this name? Oath? You know, Oath. You know, you you get somebody with a lisp in there, it could be all kinds of things. Wow, that is just really, really brutally bad. Yeah, so so we'll see how long uh, that rebranding lasts. Oath. Artificial intelligence can play a part in cyber defenses. Uh, Okay, yeah. So we we just had, you know, the the whole Google... AI putting the ads yeah, on the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And, but circling back to that, an essay on thehill.com describes how AI could use uh, automated predictive security measures to thwart and contain hacker attacks. So mm. kind of positive for the robots there if, if they do what they're supposed to do. Until they become sentient. Until yeah, yeah. yeah well, but but it, it's it's a long essay on the Hill, so, so we will link to that. Okay. Uh, and we have some other government news here, too. Oh, boy. Uh, the Federal Communications Commission is reversing an Obama-era requirement that charter communications extend broadband service to one million households already served by a competitor. That rule was set in place as a condition of uh, government approval for charters' acquisition of Time Warner Cable and Bright House Networks last year. Spectrum. Yes, yes, it's now known as Spectrum. Kind of sounds like the stuff you hock up when you have a cold, <laughs> but it's not. Not. No, now, in the not. agreement, Charter agreed to extend high-speed internet access to million customers within five years, with one million uh, served by a already served by a broadband competitor. The American Cable Association, which represents smaller cable companies around the country, had petitioned the FCC to overturn that order on the grounds that it hurt smaller cable providers trying to compete with bigger ones. Critics of the move say, though, that if those little smaller cable providers are the only ones out there, 
this kind of takes away their competition. So it certainly does. Yeah. So this would have, even though this big behemoth could have come into your market, customers would have had a choice, big or small, which exactly. one do I want? And it's all about, uh, or it was all about consumer choice. Not so much anymore. And the critics said this does limit competition of for the uh, consumers. So yep. There you have it. Now, now there's an actual bipartisan bill in Congress that will require Border Patrol agents to get a warrant before they can demand passwords or search the phones of American citizens who are traveling from country to country. This is sort of a, a bright spot in a lot of the, the mm-hmm. privacy stuff that's happened this week. Did you say bipartisan? I have no idea what that yeah, word Yeah, I, I think what it means when Democrats and Republicans actually kind of work on something together. Didn't that used to happen? It used to happen. Well, my grandfather was around. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, But but yeah, they they, uh, some of them came to. I think it was Ron Wyden and Ron Paul in the Senate Mm -hmm. and a bunch of Rons. Yes, the Rons and a bunch of folks in the House. Well, it's called the Protecting Data at the Border Act. So a very straightforward name. From the the Duran-Rons. Yes, uh, yes, because, you know, you got to be careful. Of course. What it does is it will prohibit law enforcement officers from accessing electronic equipment of a U.S. resident without establishing probable cause. Border officials would also be prohibited from denying entry or exit based on whether the person uh, provided PIN numbers, passwords, biometric uh, authentication, or any similar data in order to unlock the phone. Uh, Although in emergency situations, national emergencies, I'm guessing, the custom agents could disregard the rule if this ever got passed. But observers are skeptical that the bill will actually get passed given the current climate. That ain't happening. But at least somebody's out there trying. It's like, you know, U.S. citizens should not be subject to search and seizure of electronic devices if they happen to want to go to Tijuana for the weekend. Yeah, I don't want people looking at my phone. Yeah. I don't want Border Patrol looking at my phone. Yeah. Especially after I went to Tijuana. Yeah, so so some concern there. Yeah. Uh, I will post a link to the Senate version of the bill for people who love to read typeset pending legislation. And we know who you are. Yes, yes, I'm right here. (laughs) And finally. And finally. This week, President Trump signed a bill into law that rolls back consumer privacy protection for American Internet users. It's about time. Yes. It's about time. Yes, Who uh, needs privacy? You know, now the uh, stomp apart rules would have stopped Internet service providers from selling their customers data like search and browsing histories to advertisers and also to uh, protect said data from hackers mm-hmm. like they had to keep the customer data in a secure place. So all of that got rolled back. The ISPs don't have to protect the data anyway, and uh, they're also not uh, slowed down in any way uh, to invent new and invasive ways to track and deliver targeted ads to customers. So all of this has led many privacy-minded individuals to download virtual private network software, but keep in mind that all VPNware is not the same just kind of happened in the past week. And so there's a lot of of privacy advocates who are just going nuts over this. Because basically, if you're a consumer on the internet, your ISP could either track and see what you're doing and serve you up ads that way, or they could take your complete part and parcel set of data and sell it to somebody else so they can serve you ads. I really hate the internet. Yes, this was not a happy thing. Although who knows how much of it has been happening before. I mean, the FCC did stop a bunch, I think, mobile carriers from from tracking people and putting software on people's phones mm-hmm. and they got busted for that. So I assume this means they'll probably go back to what they were doing before the uh, Obama administration put this, the stop to that. This is like really insane. Yeah. And I guess the Republican point of view is like, well, all this regulation is inhibiting big companies from making new stuff and moving forward and making money and yeah, and, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but they use that excuse for everything. Yeah, they're, they're not a very uh, regulation-happy uh, party. No, 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 no. But in our next segment, keeping in mind that VPN software can range across the board, uh, we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about maybe what to look for if you want to try to weave together some 
basic form shred of privacy from the tatters uh, that are left here. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah, you're just going to let it all hang just out there? Just going to let it all hang out. All right. Well, in the meantime, you can find links to all the stories we just talked about at poptechjam.com. And up next, we're going to talk about VPNs and tour. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out, JD. It's, it's not I, been a good week I'm of news. completely freaking out. We need a more NASA stuff. I think we need a happy rocket news. Yeah, thing. yeah, but no, no, no. You know what I'm freaking out about most? What are you freaking out about? You know, you, you, you're going to discuss this in, your, in this upcoming segment that mm-hmm. you're doing. But I went ahead. You sent me the link just to Yeah, because we know. were researching together. Right, exactly. We're researching. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Right? Gossiping is what more like it. But that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's a different story. Um, but I went ahead and checked out the two VPN services that I use. Because, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a little concerned about my privacy. Yes. People peeking in at my stuff and robots killing me in my sleep, that kind of stuff. You have expressed these concerns before. I have. I have. I've been subtle about it, though. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think people get it. But um, both my VPN services scored in the lowest portion oh, really? of, of that entire list. So are they like the cheese graters yeah, of security? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I might as well just, you know, like have nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm paying for this privilege. Oh, and you're paying these are paid I'm services too. I'm paying for these for this privilege. Oh dear, I'm freaking out. All right, freaking well, out. Well, well, let's talk about this, and and we will clue the listeners into the the site that we were looking at yes, that sort yes. of laid out what VPNs were good or not. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned in our previous segment, consumer privacy protections have been largely tossed out the window as regulations on broadband providers have been stripped away by the current administration. Oh yeah. While broadband providers haven't actually done anything new as of yet, uh, because this just happened, if history is any guide, your search and browsing history and other personal data could soon be for sale to third parties or used by the ISPs themselves to serve you up big steaming mounds of targeted advertising. Piles. Piles, yes. Now, if this sort of thing bothers you, uh, two suggestions that come up the most are uh, connect to the Internet through a virtual private network. Which, for those who don't know what a VPN is, uh, basically creates a tunnel for your internet traffic and the theory that it shields your activity from prying eyes because it's inside this tunnel. Mm-hmm. But as Brian Krebs of the Krebs on Security blog points out, not all VPNs are created equal. And the ones that offer free service can be just as bad at collecting your data themselves as the people you're trying to hide it from. Some of the paid services aren't too good either. So. Yeah. Krebs has, has run the security blog for years yeah. and is one of the foremost security bloggers out there. Hey, he's a must-read. Yes. Uh, he points his readers to a uh, page called thatoneprivacysite.net, which reviews VPN software and services on a number of different levels mm-hmm. and uh, factors and points out which ones have better reputations for others in terms of keeping your data safe, right. uh, price, speed, all of that. And that was the site that you uh, mentioned that you looked at to, to discover me. your two or m- maybe not the highest scoring of the, the bunch. So uh, take a look at that. It will do a side-by-side comparison of pretty much every one I've ever pretty heard much. of out there in yep. uh, a number of categories. So if you are concerned about privacy, check that out. The other suggestion that people often get in trying to shield their whereabouts on the web from prying eyes is to use the Tor browser. And you've talked about mm, the Tor yeah, uh, in absolutely. the dark web tech yep. term, I believe, a few years back. A few years back, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know that, the Tor browser sends your browsing activity through a series of different layers to encrypt your data and 
sort of hide your tracks a little bit. Uh, Tor stands for the onion router. In in turn, uh, refers to the layers, layered like an onion. And these, it hops all over the world, folks. Which means it can be a little slow because it's doing that globe trotting uh, while it's keeping your data hidden. So it's going through all these relays. So if you do use it, and we'll have a link to where you can download it from the Tor project does take a little time. It's gotten faster, I think, but not as fast as just straight up regular browsing. Right. But Tor is one thing. But another thing to keep in mind, if you do want to use a Tor browser, that if you enable JavaScript or add a bunch of plugins because you have to have them to use some sites, your IP address and other information could be revealed to the website you visit anyway because exactly. the plugins and JavaScript are leaking it out. So Exactly. If you really want to use uh, Tor for what it was meant for, keep it in its vanilla default locked up state and don't add that stuff. If you need to look at something with JavaScript, just, you know, risk your privacy and go use another browser that's already got that stuff enabled. They probably already know you're using it anyway. Of course. But if if you're doing some deep searching and want to keep Tor for the way it was meant to be used, don't add stuff onto it. I've got a third option. Stay off the internet and just watch TV. Exactly. The Battlestar Galactica method. Yeah, no network. No network. You're clean. You know, you can just go about your business and read books. And go to the library. And, and go to the and, library. You know, sit there and read the books if you That's don't want right. people to track exactly. what you buy. So. Exactly. Now, if all of this sort of privacy smashing stuff has, has given you concern or perhaps made you slightly angry. Yes. Um, the, the currently elected government officials who made it happen uh, are in office because they were elected. So if you didn't vote, you can't complain. But if you did vote, start gearing up for the next election. I mean, that's how you take back the, this is democracy, so. 2018, baby. Yeah, get get people in there who will protect the things you want protected. But as one outraged internet user did, and he's so honked off about the lack of privacy protection now that he started a GoFundMe in the hopes of raising enough money to buy the internet search histories of several current lawmakers and telecom CEOs. Wow. Yeah, and we'll post a link to this too. I don't know how but he's saying, you know, if they're going to put this stuff up for sale, why not? where any broadband provider can buy anyone's search history. His money's good. Yeah, I'm going to buy Paul Ryan's history. I'm going to buy Marsha Blackburn's history. I'm going to buy yeah. the CEO of AT&T's search history. And he might do it with Amazon Cash. Yeah. Yes, you, you know, there you go. Boom. Full circle. Mm-hmm. So uh, it turned about is fair play, I it guess. So um, so that's that's what one person's, I guess, sort of uh, rage container is, is just <laughs> to have this GoFundMe project that go. That is supremely honked off. Yeah. That, that is like that, a new level of honked off. Yeah. And, and who knows if it will happen or not. It's sort of a, you know, this guy's dream. Let me tell you, if it happens... Slow clap. Yeah. You got to get yeah, a Yeah, that, that was looking that. at the problem and yeah. say, well, if you're going to, you know, sell my rights down the river. That's right. I'm see what you've been looking at. That's right. So we'll have a link to all of the uh, the tour bits and the VPN and all of that uh, on our show page. But uh, again, people keep in mind that if you're on the internet, expect to not have that much privacy. I mean, I don't think whatever they've stripped back, a lot of stuff was already out there anyway. That's I know right. it's you know it's That's sad true. to admit to, but yeah. you know you can't really fall into this illusion that nobody knows what I'm doing. Yeah, Even if, I, if I use a you know incognito page in Google yeah. Chrome, nobody will know what I was doing. Yeah, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Folks. Yeah, so uh, but but just stay safe and and as Al Kaiser suggested, go offline and read a book. Why not? And uh, for us, we're going to go offline and basically thank the bros. I think at yeah. this point because we've come down to the end of another That's show. That's we have. We have indeed. Thank you, bros. If you think it, they'll build it. Yes, builtbybros.com. Yes. We also have to thank our listeners. Yes, thank you, listeners. Yes, thank you very yes, much. Especially all of those who uh, take the time to download or stream us, just listen to us anywhere. And those of you who tweet to us, we love to hear from you on the Twitter. Yeah, I love that. That's great. That's cool. Yes. Uh, so until next week, where we'll be back with hopefully happier news that won't make Al Kaiser sad. <laughs> well, I'm not sad. I'm freaked out. Yes. 
Uh, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a safe and happy week. Yes.